Hi guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. First off, I would just like to say congratulations to the Atlanta Braves, my favorite baseball team, as you will probably have heard numerous times on the podcast. I even got to speak to Pete Mullen, a former Atlanta Braves player. But yes, congratulations on winning the World Series last night. It was an amazing achievement. Uh, nobody gave him a chance to win the World Series, and you really cannot wipe the smile off my face. And this weekend, I will wear my cap and my Chipper Jones uh, jersey. So, you know, once again, congratulations to the team. I wish I was in Atlanta celebrating with all the fans. It's just an amazing achievement. Well done. Now I'd like to introduce uh, the sponsor of, of this podcast. It is Ringside Boxing, and they have their annual grand finale, Ringside Fight Night, on November the 13th, starting at 5.30. So if you're in the Shanghai area, tickets are very limited, so please make sure that you go to their website, or you can go to their Facebook page and uh, get your tickets there. They will not have an event uh, in December, so this is their last event of the year. International boxing and Muay Thai fights with amateur boxers from all around the world. Today we'll be speaking to Eliza Michinol. Now Eliza is a singer raised in France and she has lots of musical influences including classical music, R&B. She was a member of the Sankofa United Gospel Choir. She also talks about uh, having the opportunity to go on Paris Idol. She moved to Shanghai and she became the lead singer of the Fuji La, which is a tribute show to the Fujis. And she's performed at many venues around the Shanghai music scene. And she's also in Elsa and the Fongs. Now Elsa also shares her love and passion for art. And we talk about her podcast as well. But before we go, please go to our website. We're at Podbean. Tell Craig your story at podbean.com. We also have a link tree there. You can click on this link tree link and it shows you exactly where to go to find Tell Craig Your Story. We are on Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, Spotify. We also have a YouTube channel there. All you have to do is search for Tell Craig Your Story and you will find us. Please make sure you're subscribing. So we want to make sure that keeps ticking along. We also have VK for our Russian listeners. And WeChat for our Chinese listeners. At Tell Craig Your Story. All right, here we go. This is part one of my chat with Elsa on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hi, Elsa. How are you doing today? Hello. Or tonight? <laughs> doing great. Thank you very much for coming. A couple of weeks, you know, trying to sort of set a good time. You told me that you normally have rehearsals on Monday night. Is this yeah. true? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Either Sunday or Monday, yeah. Right. So you scheduled it for next Sunday? or No, one was yesterday and today it was in the morning. So. Oh, in the morning? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, just actually talking off air, this has sort of like become uh, like your full-time... Yeah, activity. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to switch from being working full-time to being an artist. That's yeah. a huge commitment, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And 
How's it going so far? <laughs> when did you it's make nice. this, when did you make this decision? Uh, it was in several steps, I guess, because I officially quit. Wrote the resignation letter. Uh, I believe in May. So what what were you like doing, that. if you don't mind me asking? I was a dean of students okay. in the French school. All right. So yeah. But it's pretty standard. Like if you're a foreign person in Shanghai, you're sort of like, what's your job? Well, I sort of teach. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I teach too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the people. Yeah. But um, there's plenty. Yeah, there's plenty of people doing other jobs. Pretty interesting. That's true. I met. Um, so yeah, I was a dean of students. Um, working um, every day of the week, having hundreds of meetings, right. managing a team, and uh, it was pretty intense. And basically, yeah, I've been in this position for three years, and it was getting very intense to right. the point that I was getting tired. Yes. Mentally, physically tired. Uh, not only by this, but by, you know, it's just, it's just everything at the same time and this was not helping was it affecting your sort of performance or i was not performing that much because i didn't have time yes so that was it that was the scheduled time like mm. can you be there for rehearsal in the middle of a tuesday afternoon no <laughs> or can you sing at this uh, event and i could not so i had to uh sadly said no to some gigs mm. So it was kind of frustrating, yeah. But um, I always was singing on the side, going to jam sessions and stuff like that. And whenever I could move my schedule a little bit, like have an afternoon off and go to do the gig, uh, I would do it. But at some point, I didn't have uh, energy mm. to go to like Sunday or Monday night jam. Yes, it like ruin my whole week. Yes. Uh, but that was missing. Mm. It was definitely missing. And uh, so my balance was very unbalanced. <laughs> yeah. but, but I love this. I think this is great that you, you're taking a chance and giving it a shot. And if it doesn't work out, cool. You can sort of fall back on what you were doing previously. Yeah. But I really respect that. Mm -hmm. That's great. So, Elsa, you're here in Shanghai, obviously. You've got some regular gigs uh, as well. You want to talk us a little bit about what what you've been doing recently? Uh, yeah, the transition was pretty interesting because I kind of had to put things on hold during all these years. And whenever I was ready, I just said, okay, I'm free now. Yes. So that was a good part because everything I, that I did before was useful. And uh, my friend and pianist Frank which uh, we, we play a lot together for years and he was just let's have a meeting uh, at MGLAM with the, the manager there and I didn't know exactly I heard of it but I didn't know how classy and fancy it was yes. so we just went to this meeting Slippers, shorts, <laughs> huge ring in the noise. Yeah, right. I was just like, yeah, let's go, whatever. I don't know who's who, <laughs> who would meet, and uh, I'm just like, okay. 
Sorry about that. I'm so indigest and uh, whatever. It was the summertime, but yeah. we had a good conversation with Michelle. Yes. And then she's like, "Okay, guys, uh, let's start next week." And it was just that fast. Right. And I believe she saw some videos or something because I didn't have to sing in front of her. But uh, really great experience. It was just the first gig we had. And the vibe is just amazing. The room, the decoration, the colors, everything was just yes for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. So this was the very first gig we had um, every Friday. And then uh, the second one for me was House of Blues and Jazz. Uh, because, you know, I have this uh, community uh, on WeChat called fans, fans of Shanghai Alive. So it's all about live music, and yes. I've been uh, uh, having those groups for several years, sending concert flyers and stuff. Yeah. And as I was looking for information from House of Blues and Jazz, I had this girl in contact, and I was talking to her for years without knowing her. And when we finally met, she's like, I want you to sing there. Just come and sing there. So when I was free, she's like, okay, let's find something. <laughs> <laughs> and she was open enough to let me do what I'm more comfortable with being piano and voice. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Yes. And this is uh, what I prefer, apart from my own band, you know, mm. is... Why? Why do you feel more comfortable with you do it? Because we can take time. Yes. We have time to express, mm -hmm. we have time to propose stuff, answer as we want, take time, stretch notes and just set an ambience, you mm -hmm. know, an atmosphere in the room, um, which is what I like to do because this is where, you know, magic happens. Yes. You don't course. have to rush. Yes. And so at that time I was introduced to another French pianist, Bastien, and yeah, it was okay. Let's just meet and try to do a set, whatever. Yes. And we did that and it went very well. Mm -hmm. And he sings too. So we have some songs that we sing together and some songs that he sings. And it was just like, yeah, let's just play around and try new stuff. So, mm. so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty, um, pretty open. I felt that it was very welcome by anyone we were working with. You yeah. know, so. And the third one is on Wednesday now at uh, Redbox, which is the new the apartment on Chengdu. Right. Uh, Chengdu Nanlu and Jululu Huailu in the middle. And the manager saw us at MGLAM and she was like, oh, I need to see you. More. Yes. I need to have your contacts. So let's get in touch. And then she mentioned that she was opening this place. Um, so we went there and uh, yeah and there you go yeah we started so, with a trio and then uh, with Frank again um, yeah. duo yeah sorry another personal question but are you able to sort of like survive on this sort of uh, sort of the wages that, yeah. that you're getting that with, was, with the band yeah that was the main uh, question for me yeah being, uh, from a steady like your parents as well day. like yeah you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I was like, okay, I'm switching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
I was like, I'm grown enough. I'm I'm yeah. grown up person, so I need to try. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes. At the moment, yes. I That's definitely good. had to change my habits, mm-hmm. uh, lifestyle, because I had a decent salary and it was just you know going to the restaurants, going to see friends, buy this, buy that, uh, travel. Pff, you know, it was fine and and still save money. So now it was very concrete. It was very in your face. Yes. You have this amount and you see it's going yes, back. Yes, that's know? good. So I definitely um, uh, was prepared for September to be low because mm-hmm. it was the you yes. know, it was the first the transition. Yeah. Yes. And uh, October is fine. So yeah. But you know, you have always unexpected expenses and yes. stuff. I had stuff to fix. Uh, uh, yeah. Shanghai is probably not the most, the cheapest place to live in, but yeah. the opportunities to sort of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you can probably oh, see yeah. yourself playing nearly every night at some stage down the future. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I have the three uh, steady gigs, and at the same time, I am called for other gigs. Yes. Like private events, company events. Um, right weddings and stuff like that so this is also a source of money yeah for sure great versatility is that a a word yes yes and that's this is what i want Mm. uh from the beginning i I, well actually years ago i was saying i don't want to be a singer i don't want to be a full-time singer and yes because i do so many things on the side that i didn't want to be just blocked in that and like sing and play six days six nights a week no <laughs> never never like no no yeah. so that's tough know. that's tough to do that i i could you know you've got the you know the guys at the pool and a couple of the house bands it's a tough gig i mean i i would not compare to the pearl because mm. the pearl is they're playing a different set uh, every yeah. night yeah and it's live and you have people giving you the feedback mm-hmm. you know it's not like you're like a plant and yes uh, yeah why people drink uh, expensive whiskey the, the, you know what I, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, it's different yes it's different but it's a lot of energy and uh, yeah it's definitely a, an amazing job they're doing there and uh yeah the singer is yeah easy voice yeah but um it's different you 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 receive a lot from from the crowd. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of different, like it was a jazz, a jazz uh, show, but you still get a good vibe as well, like different crowds sort of setting, like, you know, the Pearls playing mm. Lincoln Park and they're up there <laughs> jumping around and like with your crowds as well. How do you sort of gauge like a, a good show compared to, mm. you know, with the crowds? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I was told actually last week that I'm a very independent singer and I like this image because mm-hmm. I sing and I have to feel comfortable. I have to feel that I'm communicating well with my yes. musician first. And so I don't mind not entertaining people. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't sing to make people dance in mm-hmm. this in this set. Yes. You know? Uh, I can sing with a band and it's different, but uh, with the piano and voice, I don't want people to be like uh, dancing uh, in front of me. 
a good set for me is first of all when I hear myself well Mm -hmm. The sound has to be good because it's only me singing. Come on, yeah. You know, so if I'm like struggling or there's feedback when I move, stuff like that is makes me. I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think too many people like that as a musician. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is this a is good first. Sound. Then, how people. Uh, the attention is important and at the same time it depends on the night yeah. it depends on the context because I can be singing in a, in a you know in a dinner on the bond or whatever and people are just eating and talking and laughing out loud right and sometimes it's fine sometimes it's just you know so we adapt uh, mm -hmm. where I felt more comfortable I would say or more it's when the people are there and mm. they just there's no sound yeah, and the place right. is crowded but they just listen waiting anticipating yeah yeah and I feel that I have space to explain the songs a little bit better because mm. uh, sometimes we do originals and do you do that do you, do you like tell the story yeah. about, about the song before you play of the, yeah well I uh, I should probably study a little bit more when I do covers <laughs> and you know, say, yeah, the singer this year, this whatever, the meaning a little bit more. But mm. I, I, I try to translate also when it's right, 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 yes. So people are like, oh, so interesting. So they pay attention because they, they want mm. to try to understand. And when it is um, uh, original songs, I explain how we created the song. Yes, yes. How I just... Uh, play two notes or three and just playing like this with a keyboard that mm. I bought second hand and I don't know how to play a keyboard this to sending to Frank and he was like oh sounds good let me try right. from that to playing actually with my band right um, yeah so the process is that and now they I mean they play incredibly well those songs yes so it's very yeah it's very emotional uh, uh, so uh, I want to get more into that a little bit later, like how you write the music and how you pick yeah. your musicians. And but COVID. So for you, uh, on a personal level, uh, did you have to obviously cancel shows? And uh, what was it like living here in China at that stage? Uh, at that time, I was still a dean of students, and so. It was right after holidays. We had one extra week because the government didn't know really. Yeah, it was in the Chinese New Year period. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So my first thing was that yes, we have one more week. Wow. Yeah. Yes, and the stay home thing, uh, for me really, it was, it was such a good news in a way that we all needed that. We were kind of tired. And um, so the memory that I have from this period was amazing. It's mm. an amazing feeling of tranquility, of being in my house, waking up sunny, uh, you know, and listening to podcasts in the morning, yeah. having a breakfast, but, but this, it was very this. Mm. And then I had to reinvent my job because right. my job is being in contact with the students every day and I had no students. So I had to manage the team of six people with distance, uh, mm. 
try to organize their work at the same time we were tracking where the families were and stuff like that um, and I still had to find a way to communicate with the students so writing emails and stuff which was fun for me because it was kind of you know journaling like it was fun mm. um, and basically I just uh, remember having one week maybe of you don't go out you can't go out or shops are closed closed mm. you know so um, but I can remember at that stage like they were very vague in in some of the what they were what was coming out I mean yeah. I was hearing more stories from outside of uh, China and less than here and then sort of like the uh, the language barrier as well yeah. just stay at home exactly uh, don't go out if you have to go out wear a mask exactly yeah, and yeah. even the mask situation I was like okay I had some masks at home but I didn't know you had to go there register whatever they give you a ticket you go to the pharmacy blah blah, blah. I tried crazy like, yeah the thing I'm like no okay whatever I just go home and I just stay home so I just became really home person yeah and i already like my house a lot yeah. but this house was just yeah so i didn't feel any pressure and i was talking to friends who were like oh my god i'm stuck at home i'm mm. freaking out and mm. you know like chill my friend this is the only opportunity you have to mm. just do nothing or do stuff but it's scary you know to <laughs> be in your thoughts all the yeah, time. yeah 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 so um, I was just really enjoying that, um, not worrying too much about the outcome or no, I'm just waiting news. We had um, news like from the school also to mm. with the authorities. So how yeah how was it for the school? I mean like they took it very serious and they still yeah. are taking it yeah. super serious with yeah, the schools yeah. here. Yeah. So yeah, they had to basically create a whole plan to be able to open again mm. uh, so it was just uh, a lot of paperwork of uh, how to say new well it's, it's interesting you say that and it's we're going a little bit off topic but in Australia when they uh, had the full lockdown there uh, one of the things that they didn't lock down was the school education mm -hmm. Because they found all these theories and all these tests that it doesn't affect uh, the, the younger children. Yeah. So they said, well, we don't want the kids to miss six months, 12 months of schooling yeah. mm -hmm. and fall behind. So, you know, you can take your kids back to school. Interesting. You know, after the holiday. Because we were, they were in holidays as well. Yeah. Summer holidays. After the summer holidays... You can take your back kids to back to school, which is very interesting because it wasn't at the start, but then there was kids that started getting it as well. Yes, like it's, not, it's not doesn't age, you know. <laughs> age yeah. is not a thing, but yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, yeah it was quite a lot of yeah. controversy down there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think here, yeah, they were trying to protect to to just prevent the thing to spread, mm. and uh, so more closed the better yes and uh, yeah so a lot of regulations and definitely the homeschooling which was a huge thing you know you had to do it right had, yeah. yeah yeah it was it was a heavy period for for the teachers for the families as well who have several kids yeah you have to just follow every day the schedule mm. and 
one computer for a family of four you know for example yeah, yeah. stuff like that so it was not it was not easy uh, for everybody mm. um, but yeah on my side really and I, and I used to live in a compound where it was just the main door and the entrance so we had no people checking anything so I could mm. definitely if I would if I wanted to I could go out anytime mm-hmm. But yes, and then uh, just taking my bicycle and riding on empty streets and stuff like yeah. that. It was just, uh, empty. Yeah. Empty was the word. Yeah. I mean, I, I left uh, the first week of October, uh, February mm. and back to Australia. And but that week before mm. uh, walking out, I, again, I wasn't living in this area, but where I was, normally on a weekend, I was pumping cafes, mm. bars. Mm. Um, lots of people out walking and shopping. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah. Everything was just closed. I think they were a little scared as well of what it, what's happened and what could happen. So. Yeah. yeah. Understandably, so. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad it's getting better. Yeah. Well, let's it just is, say that, and, and and you survived through it too. So yeah. you know that was. I mean, I. You know, China has his way to handle. Mm. Uh, stuff and it was just very strict at the beginning and mm-hmm. I don't remember having waited so long even to order food for example yes because some restaurants you couldn't eat inside but you had to take away or you know quickly they found some solutions uh, for the commerces and like restaurants to open again um, and I didn't feel that it was that long mm. you know so yeah. it was just okay Going back slowly. Oh, so sorry. Uh, with your music as well, what, what, what was happening? With the music, uh, yeah, no music, for okay. sure. Okay. Uh, no music. I don't remember if I wrote anything at that time, but no mm. gig, for sure. Uh, I guess there was some stuff online going on. And like for you, like uh, even when, if you were creating music there at that stage, like writing lyrics or mm. you know having ideas for songs, was it COVID based or, you know, being lonely and depressed? <laughs> you know, you don't really want to sing yeah. about that, do you? you know? <laughs> uh, I believe we write more when we are, we're having bad feelings, not yeah. bad feelings, but heavy heart. Mm. So, no, uh, I was definitely not depressed. So that's the thing. Yeah. Um, I don't remember precisely what I wrote, but... Um, no, definitely not about COVID. Okay. I would not write about this. I don't. I don't uh, choose political or you know it's kind of yeah. big topics. Yeah, sure. Everything is pretty uh, intimate, I would say. Um, but yes, no concerts. I don't remember having concerts. Mm. Everything was just closed. Well, I shut it down so, anyway. So yeah, yeah. 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 Even the yeah, all all the. Two or three months, I think, and then they started to slowly started getting them back. But yeah, very, very, very interesting period. Mm. So also, let's go back. It says here that born in France. Mm -hmm. Were you born in Paris? I was born around Paris. It's uh, in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not too far away. 15 minutes, maybe. Mm -hmm. What was it called? It's called Villeneuve Saint-Georges. Right. I don't like the city. No, right. <laughs> I didn't live there, I think. Uh, it was just the closest um, the closest uh, clinic, I believe. I didn't live, right. I didn't live there. 
Uh, it's just a weird city with a lot of buildings, a lot of uh, cobblestone, sort of uh, roads. Yeah, roads. Vineyards. And, and train station. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't feel comfortable. Was it like a village sort of vibe? Or no, you, no, no. No, like oh. a suburb. Oh, okay, suburb. Right, right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I grew up in France, uh, studied in France, worked in France. And I was lucky enough to be in a, uh, in a tribe of three, uh, actually, uh, which is uh, very important to me. And uh, yeah, family of five. Yeah. And uh, growing up also in the suburbs, but we moved when I was ten in a in a village, right. in a village like eight hundred people. Yeah. So that was uh, that was uh, amazing just to yeah. grow up. Everybody knew everybody. Surrounded by fields. Oh yeah, and especially because you know black family. Yeah. Arriving <laughs> in, in a village. Right. Uh, like oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but we were just like, ah, we don't care. It was not even topic, to be honest. Right. Uh, but growing up, yeah, seeing white animals just opening the windows on the Sunday morning. Wow. You know, I have this view, having like the Christmas tree that you can actually put in the garden. You can actually plant it. And now it's just uh. a huge tree still yeah. alive, you know, so that kind of fun stuff Not having vegetables yeah uh, having a dog and stuff like that uh, yeah so growing up with with your family was your mom and dad like were they uh, music musicians or performers yeah. uh, my parents have been in a choir they actually met in a choir right in uh, Martinique so that's the Caribbean part ah. and they met there in a choir and then they moved to France um, and they all, I mean, as far as I know, they've been in the choir for almost 30 years. I don't know. Wow. Like, yeah. And so... So music's been in your life yeah, forever. Forever. Yeah. Definitely. So they would prepare a piece for each June mm. the whole year. So when they were practicing at home, they were playing the classical music. Mm. Like huge... Comp- Composers, yes. which I maybe can't name, but for sure I know all the details, and I know like the soprano parts, and I know my dad's part, and stuff like that. So I realized, but twenty years after, right. this was my education. This was my musical education. Listening to that, and um, you know, on the way to the train station in the car, my mom would play her part, the soprano voice only. You know, mm. so this is where I. We learned to how to harmonize, because it was just about this. So then, yeah, it was just fun, and um, and during the big performance, uh, we would always help the people bring in the flowers on stage, right. welcome the VIP people and stuff, and it was just fun for us. And we would know the whole thing. So what what, what music were you sort of singing? Was it soul? Was it? No, it was uh, them. They were. It was classical. It was classical. changing every every time every right. year. Uh, they had some of opera, a little bit more uh, theater things sometimes. Mm. So they had to wear costumes and play and. Uh, 
Sometimes it was very serious stuff, you know, all dressed in black, it's so impressive, like a 50 people yeah. choir. Yes. Uh, sometimes it was a gospel, I remember one year, or French music. It was very mm. eclectic. And, or uh, Caribbean music. <laughs> the Caribbean music is on the Sunday morning. Oh, okay. When you have to wake up and uh, cook and, you know, have breakfast and family. So that was the go back to the roots. Right. Yeah, it was it was very interesting, but I realized that years after. So Caribbean music is uh, like how, how do you sort of generalize that? I mean, like I, I think of Caribbean music and I just think of reggae. It, it wouldn't be reggae, mm, but no, but no. it huh? would not be reggae. Reggae, I would say more Jamaica, but they have a lot of genres, different things, and uh, I can't even name because. I had this question not so long ago, but uh, of course, Zouk, mm. that is dance with two people, very sensual dance, and more traditional ones with drums. Right. And it's more, yeah, it's, um, you know, more. Like a tribal, tribal drums. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like it's called a groka. It's like a big tambour, you know, I don't know how to say that, big drum. Yes. Like just putting your leg and you play with your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. Instruments that we don't really hear in other music, like small flutes, but playing in a way that... And the lyrics are just all in Creole. Mm. So... So there is this kind of humor and of... Uh, a culture references in all this music. It's just so interesting. Mm. So, so interesting because... My parents would speak French and also Creole to us mm. and the grandmas too. So, right. yeah. So we had this bilingual thing with not, like we would not even pay attention. It was just there, you know? So, um, yeah. Your, fam your family uh, seems like a very happy, happy girl. Yeah, yeah. That's the feeling I keep. Um, mm. and, and because also we're close with mm. my brother and sister mm. in age and in relationship we've mm. never been that you know in in a conflict mm. so i think that was pretty sane can i say that the healthy yeah, yeah. uh and yeah yeah i think we had really this tribe thing to yes. have a united family even though it was not that all perfect and not at all but we were just doing our thing working at school and you know try to be creative in our own way yeah mm. Mm -hmm. And, and for you uh, personally when did you sort of start performing like or when did you learn how to sort of sing well first of all i never had a singing lesson really uh, the only one i had I think I was more than 30. It was in China. Right. Yeah. So it's come very natural. Yeah. Well, we were having so, a mum and a dad that's uh, both in a choir. That helps. Yeah. It helps. <laughs> it helps, but it was it was everything introverted. It was all mm. inside. Mm -hmm. I, I would not sing in front of my parents. Right. And I would yeah, definitely not. You know, you have these kids performing in the middle of the living room. Like, yes. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Nah. We tried to do that with some friends we had when we were kids um, on the holidays and singing like a Celine Dion thing. Yes. Anyway, it was funny, but 
I never sung it from my parents until I was 25, right. I think. All right. So my escape was when they were actually going to practice to the choir on Monday nights. And we would just put the music, put MTV, put whatever and sing. And sometimes when I was just alone in the house, I would find some corners when the reverb was was uh, strong and I would just sing there to listen so so carefully mm. about the details and this is where you can play with the notes and see and try stuff but I, it was always low voice I was always singing very very low so yeah. what what pitch or what hum, uh, what are you like now what's your sort of vocal range <gasps> my vocal range right. I was told so by this uh, by uh, Courtney Courtney Knott that she was singing at Shake before the COVID, she told me I have an amazing range because I can go very low and very high, but I don't remember the notes, but she was like, okay. <laughs> so I yeah. definitely um, could work on that. And I, I like to play with that, mm-hmm. be able to give a different vibe you know, or sing any key. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been, yeah, it's, it's comfortable. To, for example, go in a jam, to a jam session and be like, yeah, whatever, I follow you. Right. I can say that. But That's um, very good for another, like someone else, like a musician, to just come in and go, okay, yeah. let's do it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's or just to adapt to, yeah, yeah. You see, you're a professional, you've done it before, you can just get in there and it's so easy instead of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, until now, I don't. I didn't consider myself being professional. The mm. whole part in France for me is not being a singer. Mm. My my dream was to go in a gospel choir to join a gospel choir, right. which I did. But late, I mm. was waiting to have my own car. My you know my so own. So it didn't interest to, you. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. It's a bit, yeah. Yeah, I was interested. It's right. just that. I lived so far from the city that I mm. could not just take a train and go. Right. So it was a whole process, you know, to organize and pay whatever. Um, and was it also a matter of building your confidence as well, like like to get up there and perform on stage or? Uh yeah yeah I was I was pretty shy. Mm. Uh, in front of my parents, especially yeah. you know, I would sing in front of my my siblings or we would harmonize and play with some R and B songs from the radio and we'd just have fun. But yeah, I guess that I remember one scene, like the parents were away and there was a radio playing with them. I used to have a radio, but it was actually not playing. And I was singing one song and my brother was like, yeah, can you turn down the volume, please? I'm trying to study. And I was like, I was, what, what did you say again? He's like, yeah, turn down your music. I'm, I'm working. And I was like, there's no music on. Like that was me singing, and I was like, okay, that means that it was not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was that. That stayed in my mind, and mm. like, okay, she has voice. Uh, at school, some people knew that I would sing in the middle school, but still, I was kind of, kind of shy, you know. Yeah. Um, and after, I guess. I wanted to join like uh, auditions and stuff, yeah. but still, it was about having this paper signed by the parents because you're under eighteen, 
and I didn't want to ask and then blah 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 or they would be like yeah come on just don't do that with artists don't eat you know stuff yeah like <laughs> so um, it took me a while it took me years to actually do something and there's one guy that actually put me out there with no question hmm. uh, this guy I was dating and basically on the first date he stops by a piano shop and it was the first time for me to go in a piano shop it's amazing and you just sit down and you're just like playing and he starts to sing an Alicia Keys song and wow. I'm like this is uh, this is not the lyrics my friend <laughs> and he was like yeah please go ahead yeah so smart he was like yeah you know the lyrics go ahead so i actually sung in the shop and he was like okay she's good <laughs> so he was creating at that time a program on uh, on youtube inviting people to sing live one mm. cover and uh yeah it was a second video or something like that mm. and it was just it just went online and that was my first time releasing anything or singing. Like my my dad was just playing, 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 playing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, sent it to so many people, and so I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so yeah, and basically that video was my audition to enter a choir. Right. Yeah. So the thing is, like, was the, there wasn't much real preparation for this one. You just no. go on and then just okay, do it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, don't think it, about it. You don't have time to think about it. Sleep overnight, you know. Yeah, it was live. We did a few takes, but everything is one take. And the only preparation what I had was to be dressed up, just whatever. Yeah. Nicely, you know. And I forgot the bag, so I was just having my work clothes. Right. It was just jeans and whatever. And I said, okay, whatever. I should just do it. So. Nothing fancy from the beginning, and uh, I think it was cool. It was cool. It was just, um, yeah. So this is the first time that my parents actually listened to my voice. Mm. And then I registered to this. Um, so then for you, getting this sort of recognition for your, from your parents. I have more or less. I have a thing with, with compliments. Mm-hmm. And somehow it's hard for me to say, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Say, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so that's how I was just like, I was happy to see that they liked it. Yes. But, you know, uh, I'm kind of perfectionist too. So mm-hmm. I could hear what could have been done better and stuff like that. But I was happy. I was happy about the outcome. Yeah. And where did this sort of take you? Like, you know, obviously you're on YouTube now. So you're yeah, it was on YouTube. It was on YouTube and uh, it was just shared to a couple of people. I uh, applied to a soul music contest mm. with that. And uh, so I went on stage. Then my first stage is that. Right. It's going to this soul music thing. And uh, I had never been on stage for real. So right. I was just, okay, cool. Musicians, microphone stand. Oof, what is that? You know, and it was just uh, practicing in my... With a slow voice on the <laughs> low level, practicing in my room. Yes. And then just go and sing at the James, you know, it was just crazy thing in front of like 200 people. Mm. So that was a main thing. 
too because this was on YouTube as well. Right. And people were like, okay, okay. And myself, I was like, going to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I think a year before I live. I, and I did a live with the same pianist in a bar and we just sung one thing. And I got approached by two people, and they're like, "Yeah, can we have your name and your email?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Who you work for? Who are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, we." It's always strange requests, you know, just come up to. Because they didn't say anything. Yeah. So it was like, "Yeah, sure." I don't care. Get it, but tell me more about you. Mm. And they're like, "Yeah, we are from The Voice, of France, and uh, we." Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And they were serious. It was wow. that. It was the voice. And uh, they sent me a couple of emails. They called me. And I just left to China. <sighs> and I was supposed to leave for one month. So I said, okay, I'll call you back when I come home. Mm. And uh, they wanted me to be on the, on the show. And I could not go. <laughs> ah. I could not go because I stayed longer in China. And they kept on calling me. And then I said, okay, look. Uh, I'm gonna be in China for a while. Uh, they called me one year after. And I said, "Okay, where are you now? Uh, we don't mind. We pay the ticket for you. Just come back, whatever." And I was like, oh. "Man." So why why didn't you go back? Is it was it personal? Is it like uh, a, just a, yeah. is there one way to go back just for this? Or? Because yeah, when I I stayed. I stayed three months instead of one, uh, first time I came to Shanghai. Then I looked for a job and I went back three months after. And when they called me, I had this job already. And so, I so, that, so that was the reason why you came yeah, to China? Yeah, the oh. first one, because I was there. And I know how hard it was to have a job in China. Hmm. with everything the visa and the, everything provided you know so let's back it up even further like so you were playing in the gospel choir hmm. you'd have the youtube thing then why 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 move to shanghai was it was it purely because you just had enough of it or you just wanted to try something completely different no or? no really music was not my first thing yeah so I had an opportunity to move to China for mm. one month. At the beginning, it was one month. And was it always on your mind to sort of come here? I mean, it's not... Is it? No, uh, no. But I had the chance to study Chinese when I was in high school. Oh, right. Yeah, so my brain was already open to Chinese. Right. I had three years of uh, Chinese before the high school certificate, uh, before mm. graduation. So, how do you uh, épreuve. <laughs> I, I don't know how. No. Translate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to have the exam, yeah, mm -hmm. basically exam in Chinese, oral exam in Chinese. Um. And it was amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, how was your Chinese, by the way? It was nice. It was fine. Like, I had to choose between 10 texts and read them. No opinion. It was just. Yeah, and how was it know? now? Um, no, it could be better. Oh. Actually, I thought of uh, studying yesterday. Right. Studying again. It could be better. I have a good ear, so I can uh, pick up stuff and understand mm. and repeat. But still now, especially this last week, mm -hmm. it's not enough. Right. It's not enough. 
I'm surrounded by foreigners that yes. speak amazing Chinese, and I'm just like, damn, I wish I could. Mm. So I will definitely take time to study more. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. So originally I was not planning to live in China, but I had the opportunity to come study. I was kind of sponsored basically by a company that helps foreigners to study in Chinese universities, mm. the QCUS. And so I had a friend from high school, she was living in Beijing, and she told me, okay, I know this man, he's doing this, are you interested? Mm. They're looking for five people to offer sponsorship. Are you interested? And I say, oh, that looks nice. One month in Shanghai. Yeah, why not? Summertime. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was one month. So I had yeah. to quit my job or mm. I couldn't have enough days off. <clears throat> so I said, okay, let me think about it. And she said, okay, you have two days. Uh, and uh, at that time, I remember actually I was doing back backing vocals for... Uh, a rapper, a French rapper, and I said, okay, let me get back to you, and I just thought during the weekend, I said, okay, I'm gone, I'm gone, I wanted to change my job already, but yeah. I said, okay, just go, just go, so I just said yes, and then my picture was all over the internet on the thing, and like, yeah, next nominee, the first nominee to go to Shanghai this summer is Elsa, and my face was there, yeah, and, oh, wow. yeah, it's getting real, <laughs> Okay, resignation later. Goodbye, everybody. It was so mm -hmm. nice. The farewell. Everybody was so nice. And yeah, I just left for a summer. Mm. And so we were five for, for the full story. <laughs> we were five people around the world chosen. Yeah. Uh, we just had to pay the plane tickets and the rest was uh, covered. And there was the girl from Turkey, guy from... Uh, South, uh, I don't know where, South America, and this guy, American guy, and an amazing smile in the picture. I was like, wow, like so bright. Mm. Uh, but I was not going there for, you know, to meet anyone. So mm. I just said, oh, yeah, that's nice, but whatever. And everything just pushed me to this person because when I arrived in the university, the campus is huge it was ECNU campus so many buildings so many parks and and bridges and stuff and the moment I arrive I am in front of this guy I just see him and then next day we have the meeting with everyone from the program the only seat available is next to me and he arrives late and just sits and, you know, all this thing. Yeah, right, and yeah. very sign. Yes. <laughs> so I took all the signs of that guy, okay. And he was like, yeah, you're in the picture. Yeah, you're in the picture. Okay, nice to meet you. And uh, we just started to hang out and so deep connection, spiritually, uh, mm. very interesting person. And uh, yeah, he's actually the reason why I stayed more than mm. one month. So I stayed more. I overstayed. <laughs> 62 days with no visa. I was not aware of that at all. Yeah, yeah. So I had to deal with, um, you know, the consequences. But uh, I was determined to go back. That's really cool. To China. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to go back, go to come back and say, okay, I want to make my own experience. 
I knew there was some particular reason why you, you wanted to come to Shanghai <laughs> to not go back to the boys. Uh, no, that, that's no. a big call. No, I was not. Um, I was not pushing that away, but basically, when they called me back mm. after, I so. was very honest with them, and I said, mm. "Look, I don't want to be on TV for two months, mm. and then I'm no one." Yeah, I think that's too much energy, and I told them because I, I had friends, amazing what's, singers. What's your opinion on like? Uh, I mean. You didn't go on the show, but I've had people from the that, that went on The Voice, mm. and America's Got Talent, and yeah. I've got their opinions from from before they you know just watching on the TV mm. to actually doing it, mm. and it's completely different. Mm. So, uh, what's your opinion of it? Is reality based music shows? Yeah, I love the shows. I love watching mm -hmm. it. And different countries too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like most of the time, I'm just crying. I'm like, oh my god, this is so yeah. But um, the reality is that I heard, you know, that there's actually a preselection. They know who they're gonna choose, and it's kind of not really picking up. You know, it's not really natural. It's an industry. stories. It's an industry. So yeah, it's a I money, don't know. Yeah. I don't want to be judgmental and all that, but I knew I knew like three girls I think from this choir, amazing voices. Mm. They went to the show, and when I heard that one of them, they did not even turn wow. the seats. I was like, no, there's yeah. a problem. So yeah, imagine if what if I go? Mm. I I I look up at this girl. So what is? It's not. Know? It's not all about. Well. There's been the odd exception, but overall, it's not just about the, the yeah. singing voice. Yeah. You've mm. got to have a, a little spoken, a very nice look. It's, yeah. There's lots of things involved. It's a lot of things. Music. And also the potential that you have after the show. Mm -hmm. the potential to have followers, to have Not people right. buying your album and stuff yes. like that. So I was just really, mm, yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, someone told me if you're not ready now, don't worry. When you come out, you you will be ready. Right. So I would not. I didn't want to rush. I didn't want to just uh, rush there and and just miss yeah. this opportunity. If I go there, I want to be fully uh, aware of my capacities and have fun for real and not follow a, a current and just follow yeah, the river like yeah, mm -hmm. you know so. I want to be able to propose stuff and uh, and be very unique in the way. So that's experience. I saw a great quote from uh, Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters, and Nirvana. He said that if he would have went on, you know, one of these shows and went to try out as a drummer or a guitarist or a singer, and you know, they shot him down. He was that type of guy that just like, oh, maybe they don't like me. Maybe I shouldn't be playing drums. Maybe I should do something different. And then that means there would be no Nirvana. There'd be no yeah, Foo Fighters. Exactly. You know what I mean? So exactly. It's I tough. can see it from that side, that point of view as well. So mm. yeah, it's tough that to let people decide in front of the whole world if you're good or not. Yeah, I think this is. It is very, uh, you know, it cuts uh, the passion, it cuts creativity because you just listen to those people. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different. 
so um, I don't know I, I was fine with it yeah and uh, they, they sent yeah. me a couple of emails after but it's, the, it's those decisions in life it's like you just gotta just gotta move on you yeah. Know, right? yeah. so you stayed in China at this stage were you sort of musically you know were you doing anything musically at this stage or were you just sort of like relationship getting your, your feet into Shanghai because um, it's not the was it Shanghai that you moved to yeah Shanghai, Shanghai. so I mean it's not the easiest place to go it's not an English speaking mm. you know you're learning a new language uh, you know the cultural mm. difference so for you what was it like when you first come here sort of was it easy to settle in it was uh, it was nice it yeah. was nice for me I think it was still the new the new feeling the feeling of everything is new and so yes nice. I don't understand you. Can you write this character for me? I was just studying at this point. Like, we see a character on the street, and I would write it down, and I would write it on the app, and I, okay, take notes and everything. You know, um, I was lucky enough to. So when the three months, I was there. I was living in an apartment with a, a Chinese girl was in, and when I came back, I text her. I, I wrote her an email actually, and I said I'm coming back to China. She's like, okay, you get your room because I'm the the girl is living so I had to come back to the exact same room to the exact same apartment I had before so that was the first thing amazing she did my bed she put some candies on it it was so oh. nice so you know I arrived in two days after I had to work uh, musically no I, I waited I actually went to a little bit fast the guy I was dating I discovered that he was a musician too oh. he was a rapper and composer and um, how did they work for you were you into rap music as well no not really not really but I got to travel with him mm. uh, to like cities like Guangzhou for festivals mm. of rap and because apparently there's a big scene here yes, in China. Yeah. Chinese rappers, mm. foreigners also that can rap in Chinese. Uh, that was amazing. So I got to see battles in Chinese, of right. foreigners and Chinese people. Um, it was festivals, uh, going to the radio, interviewed, all of that. And the creation of an um, album. They created an album, releasing the design, everything. I was, I was behind, so that right. was nice to me. And one day, um, someone, his friend, one of his friends said, but you can sing, I heard about the voice, blah, blah, blah. Uh, do you know, just go to this jam session and look mm. for John. That way said, like, go to this bar on that day and look for John. So we both went to, to this bar and I asked, who's John? What bar um, was it? Was it Caesar? Was it uh, it, Jebar? Or was it? Oh, it was way before that. Oh, okay. It was yeah. It was like seven years ago. Mm. It was where there was a French restaurant around Maison Porcelle. It was nice building, mm. and just went there, and John was there, and so yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, we'll have a jam. Stay here, uh, enjoy. Blah, blah, blah. So we stay, and mm. this is where I discovered. How is it to actually sit down on a chair and having people playing either something you know, either something you don't know. 
and you got to do something with the microphone. Mm. So this is where I was exposed to that first time. Right. So you're just like, mm, you don't know what to do. You're here, you're hiding. Your body language is <laughs> just <laughs> ridiculous. Yes. But, um, and this is where I met some of the people I got to sing after, you know? Yeah. Uh, especially Sina, uh, an amazing Iranian singer and guitarist. And so basically, I followed all the venues that John was doing jam sessions, mm. and I just could could see myself opening up and feeling more comfortable. So that was nice. Getting contacts and just getting contacts. To people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In a very friendly way. Uh, every time I would go out, I would have two, three more contacts a night. You know, so it was just yeah. And yeah, it was a night environment too. Right. But uh, very interesting. So, uh, like in terms of the Shanghai music scene, when you first come here, mm. you were saying like rapping and so DJ mm. was very popular at that stage. What yeah. you know was jazz and your sort of style of music big at that stage? No. Because now it is. Oh, well, now yeah. it was popping up everywhere. It was. It was. But mm. I was not into it. Right. Yeah, because okay. I could not understand jazz music. Uh, it was messy for me. It was just I've been to uh, you know uh, festivals in France about jazz music, Montreux, mm. stuff like that, and it's just baby, baby, baby. I don't understand this. It's mm. not like it doesn't reach me. Yeah. So I was just like, it's too much. I uh, don't. Want, I don't. Over the to, top. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe those places were still well open already. Of course. Um, I just discovered this little by little, mm. you know, Cotton Club and also, um, yeah, Cotton Club. I think I was very impressed by Double Bass. Hi, I'm Nigel the Shanghai Psychic. I can tune into your loved ones in the spirit world, but I can also tune into you, tell you about your path. And the choices that you need to make and need to know. I'm currently giving 30% discount on all Tell Craig Your Story listeners. Just use the code Tell Craig Your Story for 30% off your first psychic reading with me online at Nigel the Shanghai Psychic. <laughs> 